Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. Yes, we are getting closer and closer to that um, Super Rugby. <coughs> Sorry, pardon me. Um, starting off with um, Super Rugby AU followed up by uh, a week later by Super Rugby Altaroa. We'll have a chat about that. We're going to have a chat about a couple of the Super Rugby teams that have disappeared in the Haguaris and the Sunwolves. Uh, and uh, we might touch on some major league rugby as there's some news on that today. Now, I may or may not be joined. Well, I probably he's here. The question is, how is his connection working? I'll just bring Tom English on and hopefully he'll uh, be able to say hello. How are you doing, sir? Nope, um, not uh, getting much back on that one. So, um, unfortunately, with technical issues, it looks like this is going to be a solo show this evening. I'm sorry, folks. Um, did try to um, get Tom on here um, from over um, in um, uh, Australia. But anyway, um, sorry about uh, about that, that you're just going to be stuck with just me. Um, just thought I'd have a quick look around some of the Super Rugby sides, starting off with the Haguaris. Now, um, yes, the Haguaris have left um, Super Rugby. Um, and uh, so I just thought I'd look and see where those players have gone. And look, they've been kind of given a lifeline, as it were, by being included in the um, Superliga Americana uh, de Rugby, um, which is the uh, the new professional competition um, down there um, in um, uh, down there in South America uh, that uh, that they're setting up. Um, now, previously, Argentina had a team in there called um, uh, CBOS uh, that um, had private um, funding and private uh, behind it, um, but they have uh, cut them from the competition and the Haguaris have been put in to um, replace them instead. Um, but uh, it's not going to be the Super Rugby side that we saw last season um, in that one um, because... They've had four players have gone off to the force, another 10 to England, another 10 to France, uh, one up to the um, Toronto Arrows in Canada. There have been a few Canadian players who go up there um, during the past few couple of seasons. And um, uh, Kazeda, their head coach, is now over uh, at Stade Francais. So 
Um, yeah, basically, they've been disbanded uh, and they are the remaining players are being put in this uh, um, competition. So we'll have one more go to see if we can get Tom on. Um, but uh, let's see. Nope, we've just got a black screen. Tom, can you hear us? Uh, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, we can just about hear you now. It's good. You, we've, uh, you're a bit a bit of a delay, but we'll see we'll, we'll, we'll see how the tech, tech, tech goes. Um, but uh, That's my bad. I've, I've not used this particular... Uh, yeah, communication. For... Uh, yeah, you're, but, uh, no, it's great. you're all Mate, you're all cracking. You're getting in and out. I think the uh, connection isn't good enough. Um, we might have to um, try again another day. But we will definitely get you um, back on. Sorry about that, folks. And uh, um, sorry, Tom. Uh, it hasn't worked out this evening. It was late notice when I put the call out there. So thank you for stepping up at the last second, even if it hasn't uh, worked out technically. Um. Moving on to look at uh, the Sunwolves then um, that also have been disbanded. No, they've been fully disbanded. They don't exist at all. Um, there are some thoughts that they might come back into Super Rugby AU as part of an expansion, um, but we'll have to see how that expansion does or doesn't happen over the next few years. Look, Japan really would be a fantastic place to, to uh, have included in Super Rugby for New Zealand or Australia because of the extra market, the extra potential cash that's up there. Look, they've had the biggest ever audience for a, a game at the Rugby World Cup. Um, so the potential audience there is very big. Um, just, it was just all handled very wrong. The majority of their players have headed back to their top league teams. Um, and then the few others have uh, headed back mainly to um, the... Uh, uh, mainly to their kind of uh, provinces, um, Mitch Jacobson back to Waikato, for example, um, in there, uh, Lenny Apisai back to Auckland. Um, a couple of players um, have headed overseas, though. Um, Henkus Van Wyck is over at San Diego Legion, and we'll talk about them later, and Corey Thomas at uh, the LA Giltini, so two sides in Major League Rugby. Um, and... Um, Onihanga Havili is over. Uh, it's uh, got over to France with um, um, Aurelic as well. I think one of the uh, Pro, Pro D2 teams over there. But uh, on the whole, yep, um, have, have stepped down uh, a level. And remember, the, um, that Super um, Sunwolves team was pulled together at uh, the, um, was, was a brand new side last, last year, really. Um, the previous teams, Players had all stayed, a lot of them had stayed with their top league teams and weren't released um, for uh, the uh, Sunwolves. And uh, with Sunwolves just existing for one year, you can understand why they didn't want to lose their jobs um, at their other clubs. So, yep, a, uh, a bit of that one going on. Good evening to uh, Simon Hughes uh, and um, Jack Darby uh, on the live stream there. Um, don't forget, folks, that yeah, you can join us live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitter. Those two guys are currently watching on YouTube. Um, just search the New Zealand Sports Radio uh, for those uh, places. Also, you can listen to us as a podcast as well. Um, just search for New Zealand Sports Radio on your favourite podcatcher. That way you'll also get all of the morning sports briefings every single morning and our cricket, rugby league, and new football show that is coming up um, as well. So, uh, so yeah, so the, basically that's where the Sunwolves players have gone. The, um, the, uh, the as, as Jack says, not long yet till rugby comes back. And let's have a quick look at Super Rugby um, AU. 
uh, and some of the stats around the uh, the changes of players. So what I've done is I've gone through each of the teams, had a quick look um, at how many players have left, how many players have joined. It gives an idea as to how much churn or turnover um, there has been um, on the uh, within the squads, which will give us uh, one of the things that um, you'll remember. Um, a guy I've mentioned obviously before, Ben Darwin, with his game line analytics, is that they um, believe uh, that this connectivity and this continuity uh, is an important part of any team and how well um, it works. Uh, so uh, continuity is a good thing. Lots of changeover means that uh, it's going to take time for the team to settle uh, and uh, there will kind of be issues. So uh, the Crusaders, for example, have been a big team that don't change much, but we'll get on to them later. Looking at the teams then, um, for the Brumbies, it looks like they've lost nine players and they've brought in nine new players. Um, the players have generally uh, quite a couple of uh, retired, uh, and um, but the others a few have headed overseas. So um, Guy Porter, um, Blake uh, Enver to uh, up over to the UK, and then three players have headed over to Japan. A couple have moved internally within Super Rugby AU as well. Um, and whilst they brought in James Tucker from the Blues. Uh, and Nick White over from Extra Chiefs. It's good to see the other seven players all come through the club system uh, at uh, within um, the uh, the Canberra system there by the looks of things, uh, which is good to see. Um, maybe a couple of them have come from other clubs outside of that area, but it's good to see them come through the Australian club system in there. They're not uh, trying to go out and buy kind of players. So the Brumbies relatively settled there with nine and nine. So you've got to say backing up um, the uh, being the top team, in uh, Australia looks definitely um, on the cards, to be honest with you. Moving on to the fourth then, uh, and um, they have brought in 13 players here. So four more than the Brumbies. Um, and the big difference here is where those players have come from. Sure, you've got um, Jack Winchester from Bond University, um, but all the other players have come from um, kind of other professional setups. They've got those um Players, there's four players from the uh, Haguares uh, in Madero, uh, Lazenna, um, Cabelli, Miotti, um, which was obviously well up up there. Um, uh, the uh, the quality of the squad got Rob Kearney coming in from um, Ireland, Kirandrani and Pulu have moved over from the uh, Brumbies, um, and uh, they've got a, a player in from the uh, the seven squad. The problem with that is going to be this this team gelling uh, and getting together. A lot of these players, well, obviously, the Haguaris will have played together, the four players, but they won't have played with all the other players, and none of the other players will have played with them. Um, Kieran Drani and Pulu are coming over from the Brumbies, but they're not they're going to have to fit in with all the other players around them. Rob Kearney from Len Leinster, clearly uh, a British and Irish line, a very good player, uh, coming towards the end of his career, but um, he's not, uh, he won't know any other players. I think the, the Rebels, the, sorry, the Force, will have a higher quality of player than last year, um, but um, you've got to say uh, that uh, they are going to um, uh, it'll take a while to, uh, to, to, to bed in there. Um, yes, Nocturnal Rights is right here saying that, yeah, that Montoya um, was uh, potentially uh, going to come over. But I think he's ended up in France in the end uh, and would have been um, a good um, a good addition to the uh, uh, to, to their squad again, adding quality there, having the starting uh, hook, um, Argentinian hooker would have been very useful for them. But yeah, aside that it's going to take time to gel, 
you'd think um, maybe uh, look at better performances come the Trans-Tasman Super Rugby rather than necessarily Super Rugby AU. And maybe go, they'll cause a couple of upsets in that tournament um, once they sort of gel uh, and people think um, that, they, that, uh, that they're not as good as the sum of their parts in there. Um, now, one of the things I was expecting was to see a reduction in the number of movements because of it's the second year after, Super, after the Rugby World Cup. First year after every World Cup, you see a lot of movement, um, but then it's supposed to sort of settle down after that. Now, coronavirus maybe um, has impacted that one. But if you look at the Rebels, um, 18 players um, have left the Rebels and 15 players have come in. They've brought in more players than the Force have. Now, um, to, be, um, uh, to be fair uh, in, in this one, um, they have brought some players in from the Melbourne Harlequins, um, Wyndham City. Uh, I'm quite sure where that one is, um, but uh, it does look like they brought some the players through um, the uh, Melbourne setup. There's also a bunch of players like Gold Coast Titans. So we're talking about players from um, so over from uh, uh, and uh, uh, University of Queensland. So they're also getting players from out of state as well. So they don't have that continuity or that players who have played together uh, through the development pathway. So. Um, they have brought in, in a couple of players from overseas. Steve Cummins um, has come back from Powell, uh, has, is the main one. A couple of players have moved over from the Reds. But, um, yeah, not sure about this one with the Rebels. You lost players overseas to quite a lot to Japan um, there um, with, uh, what's like, eight or nine players heading over to Japan, uh, a couple to France, um, and even Billy Meeks has headed over to the LA um, um, Guiltinis. And so we'll get on to... Major League Rugby later. Um, the so yes, so I think that that's uh, you got to say with that that um, uh, that yeah, the Rebels you've got to be concerned for them really with that amount of change uh, there. Dave Wessels, um, Dave Wessels, he looked did a really good job with the um, the Force, uh, but has he really done it? Has he managed to repeat that at the Rebels? Yeah, not not really. And this level of change really, I don't think, is going to help them. Um, Jack Darby makes a good asks a good question here. Is, yeah, will the Trans Tasman comp happen? Um, the answer to that one, I think, is yes. Personally, will it happen in the format that has been suggested? Probably not. In all honesty, um, the uh, that that may be not not happening. What they might do, but maybe they'll have to switch where the games are being played and play all the ones in New Zealand first, and all the ones in Australia, or something like that. But look, the Rugby Championship happened last year. Um, we're 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 going to be uh, another what, six or so months on from that, knowing uh, more about how to handle uh, travel and bubbles. Uh, so you'd think that, uh, and, and as that didn't cause any issues, you'd think that maybe that we'd be able to do it. Remember, New Zealand does have exemptions for these kind of competitions, like the um, uh, the cricket tours we've had. Uh, the uh, We've got the Women's Cricket World Cup coming up next year, the Women's, Cricket, Women's Rugby World Cup coming up this year. So there are exemptions. I've got the... Um, uh, the Amer the America's Cup happening now, or the Prada Cup anyway, uh, part of with foreign teams. So look, there are exemptions for teams travelling, uh, sports teams to travel and play. And I think that um, yeah, that this would that we will see the Trans Tasman one happen. Um, the question just is where those games play, whether whether they'll play where they say they're going to be. Um, so yeah, I'm concerned for the Rebels this year, um, but we'll have to see how that goes. Moving on to the Reds, and again, they've lost players overseas, um, mainly to France, uh, but they have lost a couple to uh, Japan as well. 
Um, and they've, they've lost 15 players and have uh, got 13 in. So similar to the um, uh, to, to, to the force here, they've brought in some number of players at the Reds. The big difference here, though, is if you look through the, where the players have come from, we're talking about Bond University, Brothers, um, uh, University of Queensland, Souths, uh, Wests. Um, okay, there's a player from the Melbourne Storm, who are a rugby league player, now, but most of the players have come through the club scene in Queensland and they will know each other from that. So there will have been, um, so there will be some form of, um, uh, what's the word? Yeah, some form of connectivity amongst those players. I wouldn't be surprised they were part of the, a wider training squad previously. Um, so you've got to say, so look, um, whilst the, the Reds have had a lot of turnover, um, players like, um, uh, I don't know, uh, Isaac Lutus, Lucas, um, Carter Gordon, uh, maybe, or I mean, Isaac Rodder, um, uh, Henry Hawkins are going to be difficult to uh, to, to, to replace. Um, then, uh, but I think that uh, there'll be there'll be more connectivity than in. And I'm, I'm not as worried about them as I am the Rebels, even though they've got a similar amount of turnover uh, because of how they've recruited um, within that team. And I, yes, it's uh, and Jack says, yeah. The Reds have quite a young team. We keep saying that every single year under Brad Thorne. He's got rid of the old players and it's all young. At some point, they've got to grow up. You can't just keep saying they're a young team and keep getting rid of the old guys and getting new young guys in. At some point, they've got to sort of start to say, that stop using that as, as kind of a reason for their performances. Um, will this be the year? Nocturnal Wright says um, this could be their year. He reckons we'll have to wait and see um, on that one. But uh, yeah. I'm relatively positive about the Reds, though, from the way they've changed. The Waratahs, on the other hand, 21 players have left um, the um, the Waratahs. Um, and uh, you look at uh, some of the players that they've lost. Uh, we're talking about Ned Hannigan, Jed Holloway, uh, Rob Simmons, Tom um, Staniforth. That's basically their entire locking um, department has disappeared. Uh, Ray McClunley has gone to the fourth. The rest of them all gone overseas. They've also lost Michael Hooper as well. They were one of the, the captain. Um, so, okay, Mac Mason didn't play uh, last year, or um, Jack Walsh, but they've lost depth in their um, uh, the fly half. Curtly Beal um, has also gone as well. So, um, and Carmichael Hunt has been released. So, look, I mean, I've got a side here that is yeah that's, uh, that perhaps is trimming out a lot of dead wood. They've only brought in eight players. Uh, is that they've trunk trimmed dead wood, or is that they had a bloated squad before, or are they going to have a squad? That just isn't um, doesn't have the depth this year. Have enough players um, in it? We'll have to wait and see. Again, uh, their recruitment though, you've got to be concerned about Sam Caird from the Blues, Jack Wetton from the Highlanders, Sam Wakes uh, back from Japan. Um, so look, they've brought players in from overseas mainly, rather than through the club system. Just two players coming through um, the club system out of those eight. So again, uh, gelling those eight in. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Nocturnal rights, so yeah, Waratahs needed a bit of a clean out. <laughs> yeah, clearly they did. But play, losing players like Ned Hannigan, Ned Hannigan had a good season last season. I know he gets um, a lot of bad, a bad press, and perhaps he isn't big enough to be a lock and, and is more a six. Um, and has and getting moved around there has not been uh, fair to him. But losing, I say, losing their their, their entire locking department, uh, that engine room is gone. Uh, so it's going to be. Yeah, I think they're going to struggle early doors. With things like their lineouts, um, for yeah, for exa for example, um, 
so yes, uh, it's um, so it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, the Waratahs go. So if we look at uh, overall on that one, yeah, the force, lots of players from overseas are going to take a time to gel. Uh, Trans Towns are perhaps more likely. Rebels again, lots of change. Again, they're going to take time to gel as well. Um, in that one, Waratahs, a lot of players gone. Not sure about their recruitment. Going to be interesting to see, particularly in that engine room. They're going to have some problems. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they go um, as well. Brumbies, look, pretty stable. Nine out, nine in. Most of those nine in from uh, their club scene. Um, the Reb, um, again, the Force. That's why the Reds, young team, lost some experience, but again, brought people through their club scene. Those are the two teams that I think should go well early season um, in that one. Uh, Thomas English says, look, if they're going to talk of the Force, fair to assume they're going to win or two. And uh, now the only team that's desperate for a win is the Chiefs. Well, we'll see about that one. Uh, we'll get on to the Chiefs um, in a second. Uh, but, um, yeah, you've got to say that uh, uh, the Force will should be better this year. They've got the, the, the better quality squad, but they've just never played with each other. So we'll see how that all pans out. Um, so that's, that gives you an idea as to the amount of change that's happened over in Super Rugby um, AU. I was expecting to see a lower level of change in Super Rugby Altera. Um, basically, uh, look, that um, the New Zealand teams have got a better record of having that pipeline sorted out, um, of, and uh, particularly amongst the Chiefs, sorry, the Crusaders, sorry, having a stable team. But actually, there's been quite a lot of turnover here as well. Now, and again, is that be, uh, has coronavirus impacted this? Have we seen that uh, players didn't leave last year um, post Rugby World Cup like they were expecting to uh, and have moved this year? I think they're quite a lot of change last year. So, um, we'll have to see um, how this one um, uh, this one um, goes. Um, for the Blues, then, 15 players um, have left, um, including that, uh, yeah, James Tucker, who look, was injured last year, didn't get to play um, in there. Tony Lamborn, unlucky with his American citizenship, probably um, around that one, not being, um, or not being New Zealand qualified. Um, Bowden Barrett obviously uh, is off to uh, to Japan on his sabbatical, um, which is uh, a tough one. Um, Jordan Highland has gone back. Um, Matt Duffy as well. So um, look, on the whole, have their losses been key players? With the exception of Bowden Barrett, probably not. To be honest, um, good squad players, but maybe not key. Uh, but but, probably, but not the key players, which is sort of a good thing. Coming in then. Um, if you look at this, Lua Lala from the Chiefs, um, Dylan Hunt from the Highlanders uh, in there, um, plus a few guys who've done well at uh, uh, the Amaya 10 Cup, Zan Sullivan for Auckland. Um, but they've not all come through the Blues-connected uh, uh, ones. We've got a player from Taranaki uh, in there and also from Wellington as well. So, again, um, they're going to take – some of those players might take a little while um, to bet in. But as we've not lost – I said, with the, with the exception, exception of – Bowden Barrett, they've not lost key kind of players um, across the across the team, uh, key starters. So you've got to say perhaps uh, yes, some changes, but not, uh, uh, but perhaps, but in a manageable way. For the Chiefs, obviously, new coach Warren Gatlin's out. Uh, Clayton McMillan is in now. If one, if the Lions do, doesn't happen, and we'll have a quick chat about the Lions later, um, you've uh, you've got to say. That, um, uh, that if, if he's Clayton McMillan's assistant coach, that'd be kind of interesting. 
wouldn't it? Um, so we'll see uh, how that pans out. The Chiefs have lost the most players of any side at Super Rugby. With no, uh, sorry, inside the news, uh, Super Rugby outer row. 19 players have gone. 10 players have come in. So again, um, perhaps a uh, a bit of dead, not necessarily dead wood, but injured players going. Malamala didn't play much last year. Uh, Kini Naholo also injured. Um, didn't get to play. So both of those guys uh, have uh, have gone, for example. Um, Auburn Ledger being a sort of good filling guy, but not um, not a key guy. Uh, Manu's gone over to, to, to France. Um, I guess one of the areas that is that uh, is going to be of interest is really going to be fly half. Aaron Cruden and um, Ty Falcon both headed over to Japan. We see Bryn Gatland and Rivers Rihanna from Waikato um, coming in there. So Caleb Trask, you'd expect, would be the main man in that one. Chase Tiatia, a good signing from the Hurricanes, but he, um, and he's a Bay of Plenty boy, so part of that Chiefs wider area. Um, at the uh, So look, on the whole, um, if you're looking at players that they've lost, Tyler Ardron, Michael Allardyce from the engine room, that's 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 um, uh, important from the from, from them. But let's be honest, uh, Tupo Vai played really well last year, stepped up. So Josh Lord as well coming in there will be interesting to see how he goes. Also from Taranaki, um, Adam Thompson. Yeah, yeah, okay, he was getting on a bit. So again, not really players um, apart from Luolala off to the Blues. Um, and those fly halves, not really key players that have gone. So again, the, the the Chiefs kept their key players, added some 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 good players in. Xavier Rowe, for example, who uh, uh, stepped up from Waikato, getting a getting getting a go, which will be which will be good for him. Um, so adding some good depth. So I think the, the Chiefs squad perhaps looking better than um, uh, than, than than maybe we'll see. Um, not to realize, um, Gatland is a, is a solid game plan 10. Maybe he'll get the first crack. Maybe, uh, if so, then I expect to see Caleb Trask, um, out at uh, 15, where he's played quite a lot. Um, but, uh, Caleb Trask perhaps played more at 15 for Bay of Plenty with uh, a Terry Black there, um, during Minor 10 Cup, uh, and also behind. Um, but uh, if Dane McKenzie is coming back, um, where does Caleb Trask fit in? Uh, and, uh, I know I think he's probably more the future than uh, Bryn Gatland, to be honest with you. So moving on to the Crusaders, traditionally the most stable um, of the uh, franchises. Uh, and again, six players out, seven in, two of those injury replacements, only five in really, um, shows you that, yes, massive stability here for the Crusaders yet again. Looking uh, at who they've lost, Harry Allen, Hugh Roach, Billy Harmon, Ethan Roots, um, Inga Fauna, um, uh, Fetu Pai. Uh, look, Fetu Pai to uh, the Highlanders, probably, and maybe Billy Harmon um, to the Highlanders. Perhaps only two that they, they would have tried to have kept. Um, the others, uh, not really, again, not key players that have left. Coming in, Sam Whitelock. He's a key player, isn't he? Let's be honest. Um, so even not, even of those seven, Sam Whitelock's not really a, real, a player coming back, is he? All the, re the, the, the four new players, uh, for you players from Canterbury um, to make up uh, those five um, that are that are full-time players. Uh, so again, players through the system who know the system. Josh McKay in from the uh, Highlanders, but obviously, a, again, a Canterbury player um, known uh, to the Crusaders. 
Rennie Ranger is probably is the only outsider who's been brought in. Um, obviously, ex-Blues player um, up at Northland uh, from a uh, provincial point of view. Uh, and he's talked about uh, that, 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 that it was very strange pulling on that red jersey. Uh, and now, But uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. So, yeah, we might say seven players coming in, but really one of those is, is uh, Sam Whitelock. So it's only six. Two of them are injury replacements. So we're really only four players come in. So uh, very stable. Um, so you've got to say Crusaders um, should hit the ground running uh, and will start the season as favourites yet again. Over at the Highlanders, 16 players um, have left and 13 players have come in. So they've got the biggest intake of players um, in that one. Um, Tony Brown, obviously there's been a coaching change as well in here. Um, Nocturnal writes, McKay unlucky to miss Highlanders, but he had chances and Brown wants a big 14. Look, I'm not sure it's about Brown wanting a big, a big 14. When you look at um, uh, the um, that's, that's meant that McKay's missed out, you've got uh, Milner Scudder and um, uh, Villamoni Croy there. So it's not like they've got small players. So not like they're all big players. Um, there are rumours that uh, Josh McKay just isn't, isn't a good trainer. Um, and uh, the attitude is letting him down. That's why he was left out of the Highlanders at the beginning of last season um, and sent to his club um, to, to get his act together. So uh, th there are question marks around uh, his temperament rather than necessarily his play. When he's on the pitch, fantastic. question is, can he uh, get himself sorted out um, off the pitch is uh, is going to be interesting um, on that one. I say, well, that's rumours, that's hearsay. It might not be true, um, but uh, that's um, kind of, what I've heard going around the parks. Um, looking at the Highlanders squad then, uh, who's, who's coming in, I say 13 players coming in. Liam Squire's back, which is good. Billy Harmon back, which is good. Um, uh, Jermaine Ainsley uh, from the Rebels. Uh, you've got um, uh, Kazuki uh, Himeno from Toyota Verblitz, the uh, Japanese player, uh, Japanese international um, in there. So look, you've got quality players coming in. But again, Solomon Amalo are, are down from the Chiefs. Um, so uh, the Fetu uh, player uh, from the uh, Crusaders, lots of players coming from different places. So again, how quickly can Tony Brown meld them as a team? Now, Tony Brown, fantastic um, coach. Let's be honest, one of the best coaches in the world, in my opinion. And if you look at who's left, look, um, I'm looking down the list of names, a bunch of players who have left to go back to their provinces, not to other big professional teams. Jack Wetton across the Waratahs uh, is there. Um, they've lost um, uh, Jesse Parity. Uh, look, again, uh, Dylan Hunt. Now, Dylan Hunt, perhaps, uh, uh, yes, uh, will be a loss. Bryn Gatland. But again, Joshua Wani and Mitchell Hunt were the first choices not uh, Bryn Gatland last year. Um, Rob Thompson and uh, Torangi Walden uh, in the centres there. That could be, um, but uh, they've still got um, Scott Gregory, uh, Michael Collins, C.O. Tompkinson, Fessy Bayer, Thomas Amanga Jensen. They're sort of good centres. So, no, so that's no big, no... Uh, real problem um, so again not really losing players who you would have to say um are um the uh, uh if you have some um, not not really losing to me key players again they've kept their key players one of the big things is can they keep their locks fit we'll have to wait and see um on that one um i'll turn right just make the point there that mckay's contract was up but Corey Milner-Scudder have ongoing contracts. And I must admit, name Milner-Scudder's one. Look, 
great player when he's when he's fit. The problem is when has he lost been fit? Um, so he's a risk, but uh, one with a big upside if he comes off. But you just think it's unlikely to come off. Unfortunately, um, I would love Neymar to Scudder to come back fit and be well, um, but um, we will have to wait um, and uh, and see. So um, look, good bunch of players. Always under, always um, uh, as uh, Cornflake will uh, let us know. Always uh, underrated, um, but uh, we'll have to wait and see whether. Um, uh, and with, and with, with a coach like Tony Brown, look, definitely they've got the right guy there to potential to bring the potential out of these guys. Uh, so we'll probably cause some upsets, uh, but might take a couple of rounds to get themselves um, up and running. Um, a team that I was very surprised at, really, when I actually came to look at it, was the um, Hurricanes, to be honest with you. Um, kind of all been quiet down there, hasn't it? Uh, and you've got to say, one of the reasons for that is, look, nine players have left, eight players have come in. One of the more settled side, Super Rugby sides around here um, uh, in this. Uh, in fact, if you look at there, in, um, they've only brought one forward in here with um, Braden Iossi from Manawa 2. Uh, so Manawa 2, obviously, one of their feeder provinces. Um, they've lost Murphy Teramai uh, and uh, Ben May um, have also gone. So you've got to say that um, with the uh, – that, that is a very settled pack, obviously. Um, the question then is just going to be about uh, getting the platform. But look, uh, that's uh, um, connectivity, the line out, the scrum, all those things should be absolutely fine for them. They've got the right, uh, they, they, they know each other inside out. Um, they've got good players, they've got depth. Weight uh, and grunt is sometimes a question mark, um, but otherwise um, very solid there for the Canes. Um, the, uh, it's in the backs where we've seen some change. Um, TJ Perinara, big loss for them, um, as um, Jack uh, mentioned in the live chat there. Um, they've also lost uh, Fletcher Smith, but look, he never really... Um, clicked down there. Um, someone who was really good at uh, my attempt cup level, unfortunately, couldn't quite translate it uh, to uh, the next level up. He's headed over to Japan. Um, so uh, good uh, luck to him over there. Outside backs, Ben Lamb, uh, Jonah Lowe and um, Corbus Van Wick have all gone, but outside backs have never been, and also Chase Tiatia. Um, so um, a new set of outside backs. So AC Raisi has come back from the sevens. Um, Julian Surveyor back from France. Interesting one there, to be honest with you. Um, Ruben Love from uh, Wellington. Uh, so, look, the two players from Wellington, one from Hawke's Bay in that situation. So, again, mainly players who have come from their their um, their provinces. Luke Campbell from Bay of Plenty is the exception. Simon Hickey coming back from Edinburgh. Again, the ex exception there. But you've got to say the, the question mark really is going to be about that halfback combination. Um, Jamie Booth um, is the uh, uh, obviously going to be the starting one, but who who is his backup? Um, Luke Campbell or Jonathan um, Teramai? Uh, have to wait and see how they actually go. Um, looking at fly half position, Jackson uh, Gardner Bashup and Simon Hickey. Yeah, don't feel with a lot of confidence. Um, to be honest with you, there um, that's going to be the big question mark. I say settled scrum should go well. Um, a set of backs. Um, look, if you're going to bring players in, wingers and full, but wingers in particular, um, where they and, and you look, you've got still got Houston there and Ryassi who's been involved. So, look, there's players there who have been involved, it's not like it's a totally fresh setup. 
and you've got Geordie Barrett um, at fullback. So, um, to me, the only question mark for the Hurricanes is that uh, is their halves combination, um, and will they have enough there to see them go through? Uh, look, the stability means the Hurricanes should start well, uh, and I think will probably go better than we are expecting them to go. So, Jason Holland, his second season as head coach, um, as well. Um, remember last time you get proper preseason last time. Uh, it was a late change, wasn't it, with the uh, the All Blacks uh, taking um, uh, Plumtree. Um, what's Plumtree? What's that? Yeah, Plumtree. Um, so that so sort of proper preseason this season, a settled squad. Um, everything everything is looking in the right direction for Jason Holland and the Hurricanes if they can get that scrum half fly half combination sorted. Um, so I guess uh, I've been relatively positive about all the Super Rugby Altero teams. And one of the things we do talk about is that the they do have a more the New Zealand sides do have a better pipeline set up, um, and uh, so the question mark is around the Highlanders. But there's always question mark around the Highlanders, and they can't often prove us wrong um, in there. The Crusaders obviously come into this favourites yet again. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Chiefs go with a new coach. I'm a big fan of Clayton McMillan um, personally. Uh, he's been very good with me at um, Bay of Plenty, but that's his media. Um, and he's also done very well with Bear Plenty uh, in uh, taking them promoted, etc. So he's look, he's he's got a good. Uh, let's see how he can do it at the next level. I say I'm uh, hoping he can go well and um, as uh, uh, a sort of relationship with him. But um, but yeah, it's it's looking good. Uh, I, looking good across most of those teams there, and should be a cracking competition for Super Rugby Altero when it kicks off. Um, that goes off on the domestic stuff. Let's have a quick chat then about overseas. Um, so the Lions apparently looking at um, four options, basically. One is total cancellation, which um, I think everyone is saying no, no, no to. Um, the, uh, they, we just need the Lions for the financial uh, and interest in rugby, um, especially in Europe and also for South Africa. Um the so that's that option is there is not one that's is not one that the sort of top three they're really considering. One is to go ahead as normal, the other one is to delay by a year, and the final one is to host it in the UK. The option that's been thrown around there has been a bit of fun on Twitter, etc. Um, of coming to Australia or coming to New Zealand. That one does not look to be a serious one. Um, and um it does look like yeah, that it will we're either looking at it happening, which I think a lot of people uh, saying it's very unlikely. Um, it won't be held in South Africa if the if the fans can't talk. I'm not going to play it behind closed doors. So uh, delaying it for 2022. But I know that the home nations really are not wanting to do that. Um, they're putting pressure on it happening this year, which does mean that hosting in the UK is, to my mind, looking more and more viable. Even though I know a lot of fans are very anti it, saying that look, the Lions is a touring team. They can't play in the UK. It's okay playing the odd warm-up against Japan or Argentina. That's fine. But playing the actual tour there, no. It's all about touring. Um, and I know it's upset a lot of people, but there we go. Um, we'll have to wait and see how that pans out there. Um, but that means that with all that pressure to make it happen, the chances of Warren Gatland being with the Chiefs is uh, kind of, uh, well, I'd say 50-50 at the moment, perhaps probably less than that, probably 60-40. Um, they will try and find a way for this line to actually happen. Um Let's have a quick chat about Major League Rugby then. We have expansion this year. Initially, there were going to be two expansion teams, the LA Giltinis, uh, who we've mentioned earlier in passing as players, as some of the players from, from um, Australia have headed over there. 
um, and the Dallas Jackals. The Dallas Jackals, though, one of the founding teams just never, or founding members, just never actually put a team in yet. Um, so um, the, uh, uh, so yeah, look, it's not, um, uh, so that so that they've pulled out, they said that uh, they've not been able to put their team together for 2021, uh, but they are still aiming to enter in 2022. So the Dallas Jackals out for now. Um, the LA Guiltinis, though, they're still going ahead um, there. If you think you're thinking that they sound like another team, well, yes, they do, because um, there is another team called um, the um, Austin Gilgronies. Um, the uh, problem, uh, yeah, they're both owned by the same people, um, both named after a drink, uh, in uh, an alcoholic drink, pre-mixed cocktail drink um, there. So uh, we'll see um, how they go. Interesting thing about the um, Gil uh, Giltinis that um, the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum is going to be their ground. Capacity, 77,500. Wow. Um, I can't see them filling that, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> this is going to be in their first season, but there we go. Uh, that is way bigger than any of the other grounds. New Orleans with a gold mine uh, at, at 10,000 is the next biggest. So more than seven times bigger than any other ground that playing in. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, how that goes clearly um it's going to be uh it's going to look bad isn't it? it's going to look empty uh in those uh in that stadium um which is a shame so um but uh but there we go uh we'll, we'll, we'll see how that all uh how that pans out for the um la um guillotinis uh, uh over there um we had news today that uh, the san diego legion will not be playing in san diego they're moving their entire season to las vegas um, now, I'll be honest, I'm not up on the different COVID rate, uh, rates and different COVID regulations in the USA um, and uh, to know uh, what it's like uh, across these um, different things. I did reach out to a couple of, I did put the question out there on Twitter um, to say, um, uh, will, could all the teams relocate to um, to Vegas? Um, and um uh, the uh, rugby wrap-up came out that said there's two chances, Slim and Nope, um, and Slim is on the golf course. So clearly, uh, their belief is that no, they're not. Um, there won't be a complete uh, permanent move to the uh, to that one. Dr. John Gillis also says not likely. But the American Rugby Pod came back and said, look, more teams will likely temporarily move to another city at this point. Um, they need to play to ensure the future of the league, and that is true. Look, um, last year. Uh, they they, they cancelled the league early, which was a, a good move, and they paid all the players. None of the players missed out. They actually got their contracts played, which is fantastic um, to see them do that. Now, um, but there's only so long a new fledgling, and this is still a new fledgling um, a tournament, can afford to do that, um, and they're not, not, they're not just to disappear. So, yes, playing this year is important for them. The question is how they go about it. Um, I, I'm there. I agree with uh, the America Rugby Pod. That's why I think that's I, I must listen to podcasts for me. Um, I think they're right. I think we could see some temporary moves um, of people. Um, Simon Hughes, yeah, good point there. Um, that uh, even with that big stadium, there's no guarantees that any that any of the teams will be allowed any uh, fans in the stadium. So I haven't really thought about that, but yes, that's true. Um, so yes, yeah, it's become. I guess it's become. Living in New Zealand, you kind of forget to some extent, um, or you, you, you get used to normality here because we don't um, have 
that uh, that problem. Um, but yes, I guess is the new norm is seeing um, watching uh, sports on TV with no crowds. Um, with the uh, with Dallas pulling out, that does mean that we have two conferences um, of six teams on each side. The uh, Western Conference will be the Austin Gilgronies, Houston Sabercats, um, LA, LA Giltinis, San Diego Legion, um, obviously playing in Las Vegas, Seattle Seawolves, and the Utah Warriors. Um, across on the eastern side, um, we've got the New England Free Jacks, the uh, New Orleans Gold, Old Glory DC, um, Rugby United New York, and uh, Rugby Atlanta in the USA. Um, and uh, then uh, the Toronto Arrows in Canada. So we'll have to see how um, the, uh, well, I guess cross-border travel goes um, between for, for the uh, Toronto um, Arrows um, as well. That season um, does have some time um, with uh, the games kicking off on the 21st, uh, also on the 20th of um, March. Um, and with the Toronto Arrows having a bye in round one, so they don't have to sort out uh, travelling over borders until the 27th of March. So that's some way off um, for things to uh, change. So it's uh, be interesting to see how that um, all um, pans out. Um, Simon, let's know yeah, the perhaps, perhaps apparently parts of California are not allowing contact sport, uh, including um, ice hockey. So there we go. Um, so, um, yeah, well, uh, if, uh, if that's true, then uh, Los Angeles... Uh, Gilgronis might have to move, um, sorry, Giltinis uh, might have to move um, as well. So there you go, folks. Um, there have been Six Nations teams announced, uh, squads announced, but in all honesty, will the Six Nations uh, actually happen? So I've not, uh, I'll be honest, I've not looked into those in too much um, detail uh, and uh, we'll see how uh, that um, all goes. We've had the two weekends where there was supposed to be European competition, so back to full domestic action in um uh, in Europe, uh, except the Pro 14 has got some makeup matches this weekend. Um, so we'll see how many of the top 14 uh, and how many of the uh, Gallagher Premiership games do actually go ahead. I'll try and get my predictions up for all those games uh, tomorrow, um, folks. So um, hope you have hope you having a wonderful week. Uh, enjoy your rugby, um, and uh, look, we've got a couple of weeks before the season kicks off down here um, in. Uh, with, with Super Rugby. So anything you want us to talk about on the Driving Mall, do let us know uh, and um, we will have a chat about it. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning at 7am with the morning sports briefing. Have a great week, folks. Catch you all uh, then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 